today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Well, the uh, Hamilton Commonwealth Games uh, bid has pivoted once again. I, I know, I know, this is a kind of an ongoing story. Uh, you may remember it was uh, going to be Hamilton 100, of course, in honor of the 2030 Games, the 100th anniversary of the Commonwealth Games. And because the Games originated here in Hamilton, uh, they thought the 100th anniversary seemed like a good fit. A lot has happened between then and now, and it looks like we're kind of back to square one again. Uh, Steve Milton, award-winning columnist for the Hamilton Spectator, writes about it today. The Commonwealth Games bid looks to abandon uh, any bid for 2026 and uh, looks to 2030. And Steve Milton joins us uh, to talk about this. Milton, uh, thanks so much for the time. Been a long time. Glad you could join us today. It has, Bill. How are you? I'm hanging in. I'm still working from home. You know, this uh, this is the new normal, I guess, for the next little well, while. Yeah, huh? I'm, I'm sitting here in my uh, in my home headquarters with the uh, semi panoramic view of Aberdeen <laughs> Avenue here, watching the watching the world go by without me. So. Doesn't yeah, it doesn't get any better than this. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this. And, and the piece, of course, that you wrote gives us some good context about this. About uh, and, and as I'm hoping a lot of people can remember right now, the games originated in Hamilton back in 1930. There were the British Empire games back in those days. Uh, and there's there's a lot to be said here, as, as you've been writing about for the last number of years. Uh, as those games did, there's always the idea of legacy and things that remain. I mean, what what was Iverwind Stadium became Civic Stadium was actually built for those games. Uh, J- yep. Jimmy Thompson Pool, uh, which is just a block away from there, was built for those games, and that's still there. Uh, it's been fixed yep. up. And, uh, so so that's a, an element, but Lou Forporti and the other folks, uh, P.J. McKenney and some of the other folks in the Steve, uh, built a much more extensive picture as to what this games uh, could mean for Hamilton. Uh, now, where are we with this now, as far as council is concerned? Because uh, there's a lot of players that are at the table here. Well, there are a lot of players, and, 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 and as I'm not 100% sure where they are, but but they want to present something to take to the uh, in the in the re, um, we'll start with where we're at now. They're bidding only for 2030, and they're concentrating on that, and they want to get out there before anybody else even looks at it, because a lot of people will be interested in 2030, if as long you know because it'll be an important product, because it uh, to to uh, as as the World Federation has told me many many times, anybody can sell 100 games. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Because they're a centennial, centennial. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to necessarily be in the place where they're first held. I mean, the Olympics in 96 should have been probably in Greece. Of course, they didn't. They ended up in Atlanta. But they were sold as the 100 games, right? The 100 games, yeah. the summer games. So so we've seen that that can be done. So they want to get out in front of all that. Uh, they want to take the elements, a lot of the elements, and redo it. So they, my, my, what I think it, uh, the situation is, is that, the council would probably have to, to, to reaffirm because the plan that they approved is not the plan, the same plan that they approved in principle back in what, late night or 2019, right? And the province also signed off on it as well, uh, approval in principle. That's one of the first steps you need. Um, and my guess is that they would probably need to, to re-vote on that because it, it, uh, it's not the same plan. You know, uh, I'm not 100% sure if that's the way it's technically. So they'd want to get that out there to council in the next little while. They haven't formalized, formulated all of what the revamped plan for 2030 looks like, but it includes elements of 2026. And as we reported, uh, the central element of that is uh, affordable housing. And that was not part of the original 2030 plan. It was a central, it was the central legacy part of uh of uh, the 2026 bid, which became in part a 2027 bid uh, because the province wouldn't fund anything for 2026. And that's a whole different story. It's got to do with the World Cup in Toronto, all of that stuff. So uh, 
So, uh, but, uh, and the reason that they've bought off of all this to review for people who haven't read this yet uh, and gone back to 2030 is that the, 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 the Commonwealth Games Federation, where it funds it for the world, it's out of London, uh, is, is, has had some renewed interest from various places, including Victoria, B.C., for, night, uh, for, tw- uh, for 2026, because if you get it and you have a good plan, you've got it. Like Hamilton did. It was their yeah. games, you know, if we wanted it, right? So I want to emphasize something else, too. I mean, I support games. I mean, a sports guy, but I support them because of the legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm actually very sympathetic and am kind of a bread, not circuses guy, but I don't think you have to be one or the other, right? You don't have to be, you know, uh, you don't have to... You, to necessarily uh, focus or, or get rid of bread because you're having what was sort of a circus, you know, and that's what an athletic event uh, is sort of uh, cynically described as. And, well, you know, and I get when, the point. When that, which, but Steve, when that came out, and, and I know yeah. that, you know, when Mel Lastman was the mayor of Toronto and they were trying to go after the Olympics, that was the yeah. argument. Jack Layton actually was one of the guys that was yeah. was leading that. Hey, we should be spending this on other things. And and, and, and I, I, I'm leaning that way too, but I, I, I think you're right. You can have your cake and eat it too. I mean, have we learned from uh, like the 76 Olympics where they build a whole lot of infrastructure uh, that's sitting there empty right now, a velodrome that I think became a planet of uh, I don't know what, and the, the Olympic Stadium. It seems as if subsequent games have said, no, we've got to build something that can morph into something for the community. And you, you talked about affordable housing, for instance, where the, the athlete's village would go in, but there's got to be more to it. But I, I got the sense when I was talking to Lou Forporty and others in this bid that they understood that, and that's what they were trying to fashion here. Well, and that's true, and, and and particularly when they had to pivot so quickly and were asked to pivot so quickly, they they changed everything around to try and make this a pandemic recovery, mm-hmm. and uh, of two things, you know, like a, a re a redefining of the way industry is done here, of of of, of uh, you know, there'll still be some heavy manufacturing, but some higher tech heavy uh, uh, manufacturing role, which is why Ma- uh, MIP McMaster uh, Innovation Pro, uh, what is it, was it whatever MIP stands for, uh, which is you know a, an innovative Thing and the university's involvement and all those kinds of things was so important because it was going to, to need all of those things. Uh, it's not just about building things that stimulate economy, and this applies to 2030 as well. It's about making sure that you have all of the other infrastructure in place so that you can create, which we don't really have. We have to a degree, but not very much. Uh, not enough as it should be, given our proximity to great airports uh, internationally and nationally. Uh, uh, we have a million airports around here, so people can get here easily. We're very close to a very, very large market and are part of a large market, and that is sports tourism. In other words, you have smaller events, but you can just do it just like that because you've set up a volunteer base. You've got the, you've got the small, you've got a, a smaller arena or two, that new basketball thing they're hoping to get financed outside of, of uh, the city, basically, one, uh, by, by Basketball Canada, if it should happen. It's still in the works. Um, all of those kinds of things give you that kind of infrastructure that you could have, say, the regional this or that, or the regional swimming tournaments, if you had a good, good pool to pick the Olympic team. All of those kinds of things which create the kind of jobs now, that a lot of people are using to, to stay alive, though, you know, like mm-hmm. students, part-time work, all of, all of those kinds of things. And, and and if you can do it, if you can create it so you're the place to go, and Hamilton is perfectly suited geographically for that. They also, it also can stimulate, if you do it right, 
the upper end jobs as well. You know, the the the, the, the construction jobs uh, that that last for months and months and months, but also the design jobs, uh, the architectural things, all of the the new types of uh, uh, things that could be used for that. And and uh, the bidding process, uh, especially for the Commonwealth Games, they've changed the way they do it. And over the over the last four or five years, and a lot of it, it's sustainability is a big thing. I mean, you mentioned a few places, uh, you know, where you know the the biodome in in, in uh, Montreal, but there's more egregious examples than that. I mean, in Russia, you've got, you know, and I was there for the for the Winter Games. You've got you've got ski hills beneath the snow line, right? <laughs> so they'll never be. <laughs> you, you've got. Uh, and stadia for the World Cup and 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 some of it for the Olympics in in uh, in, uh, in Brazil that are that well. Are remember South Africa, Steve. They built these yeah, exactly. they built these huge stadia for the the the, the World Cup of soccer years ago, right. uh, and, and those things are growing moss right now. I mean, there's no there's no use for them now. Well, that's right, and and that's what everybody's saying. And the Commonwealth Games was way in front of that, particularly with a legacy and with a social legacy. They changed the way what they want to see, and and a lot of it ha- are are social issues. Uh, Birmingham is a really good example of that. Of anybody who wants to search what what they're doing, it's where it's going to be mm-hmm. in 2022. And and so, uh, and that's why Bill now they work with. I mean, this was a this was a necessity that the Commonwealth Games Federation, the Canadian Games Federation, the city and the bid committee, which is a private, uh, you know, it's a private consortium uh, and a not for profit and and has many many volunteers uh, to it. Um, that's why they were working with them on this bid, and they will work on them for the 20, with the 2030 bid, too, because they want to work with bid cities in advance to say, so that the cities and, and areas and their, and their provinces know what they're getting into. And so don't make a bid that you, can't, that you can't sort of back up and understand, here's all the things you better have in, in place. And, and, uh, and I think that's quite responsible of them. And then instead of what, and here's the way, of, just for your listeners, I'll, I'll point out here's the way it's normally done and the olympics is even changing now too because they've already ordered uh, awarded a couple right and they're going to talk about 2032 pretty soon mm-hmm. so the uh but they still do it this way you make the bid and then you either get it or you don't they don't work with you till after the bid i mean they do something so they'll, they'll come they do site inspections many many years sure. so all the bid cities and those kind of but not the kind of hands-on thing that the the Commonwealth Games is trying to do now. And the Commonwealth Games sort of has to do that because they're nowhere near as big as the Olympics or, uh, and that kind of thing. And, and people need to understand they are separate from the Olympics. Pan Am Games are connected to the Olympics. Commonwealth Games are not. Let me ask you about yeah. the politics. Because let's face yeah. it, it, it's, it's going to be involved in this, whether you like it or not. Uh, you mentioned, for instance, that, uh, that Victoria, B.C. has kind of stepped up and said, hey, we could do that 2026 game. Well, uh, one guy has so far. Yeah, one guy so far. Yeah. But uh, even if that were to happen, and I know you wrote in the piece that it's, it's highly unlikely, and it's probably not going to go there anyway, uh, but there are other bids uh, for international games as well. And the, 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 the protocol seems to be that if Canada has won games, they're not getting the other ones. Uh, no, so could, so, so could we be... in their rules. Yeah, exactly. And not just Commonwealth, but I mean, if, you know, if the Olympics are here, the Commonwealth yeah. Games probably aren't going to be here either. That's just the way things go. Uh, are, are we moving into a crowded environment right now where we've actually decreased our chances? Uh, it's hard to answer that because you don't know, first of all, where pandemic is going to take anything. And I mean anything, like, you know, worldwide, all of those kinds of things where you can't... But, but 
No. Uh, one thing people don't understand, is, I think, is that Sport Canada has a policy of uh, wanting to host, uh, and I don't know what the exact number is, but wanting to host something major, and they mean these three and maybe one or two other kinds of sports might be world, the Francophone Games, World Student Games, uh, in Canada about every, somewhere about every six or seven years, right? Mm-hmm. So Hamilton, and, you know, it can get a little marginal if, if if, you know, when Calgary was going for uh, the, the Winter Olympics, that would have, from a federal standpoint, hurt Hamilton. Yeah. Bid, bid for 2030. I don't mean for 2026, but for 2030. So that could have could have affected Hamilton. That fell apart, so that that was good. And, and the World Cup doesn't count in this. That's a whole different thing because they're not running the World Cup. They're just trying to get, you know, half a dozen games at the most. Mm-hmm. But it did cost... Hamilton, a chance, any chance to be uh, involved in, and we wrote about in the Spectator. Oh, and that's what. Oh yeah, a I mean, year they, ago the, now, right? the, the, the World, World Cup, Cup played. Yeah, they played that card and simply said, oh, you know, we're did. going yeah, to. They play, they play that card be, without even having to. Yeah, but I did. I did confirm from FIFA that they would play that card if they ever had to. So, uh, yeah. So you know, it's a really complicated thing. So the politics are at, at every level, Bill. Um, you know, you're talking city provincial. And and uh, international as well, you know. Uh, I, I think Canada hasn't had uh, one of these in a while, so so you know we might be looked at, uh, especially with the centenary. There'll be a lot of people who want to uh, look at the look at the uh, having have a. There's something about that, a kind of a sentimentalism, especially if you've been one of the Commonwealth com- countries that's been involved from the start. Uh, hey, we'll go back to where it starts, and you can sell that. You can sell that in a whole bunch of different ways outside of the market that you're in. Uh, and you can sell it uh, TV-wise and story-wise and all of those kinds of things. But um, there are a lot of, I mean, look how quickly the, <coughs> the world's been changing. Yeah, exactly. Before then. And, you know, costs can change. If I'm city council, I'm worried about certain costs because uh, there's a second cost that's now been uh, variable that you can't predict quite as much. Ever since... Uh, well, for sure, 9-11, but even before that, actually since Munich, but really since 9-11, there's been a variable cost of how much is security going to be, mm-hmm. you know, because it changes, you know, from the time from six years out. You get these things usually six years out, right? And, and hopefully in the Commonwealth Games, they'll decide some, somewhere for 2030, they'll decide in 2023. Uh, you know, they want to get 2026 set if there is going to be one. Um, and... and uh, uh, so what are, what are they going to cost? But the second thing that's added now that nobody is really talking about, because we don't know, we're, we're so new to this thing, is what are sort of health costs, preventative health costs, going to be by 2030? Probably different, maybe less than they are right now. But, they, you know, it's something that now has to be part of, you know, and that's prevention or, you know, being ready for a, another kind of pandemic, all of those kinds of things. That mm-hmm. has, nobody talks about this. So and nobody's ever mentioned this to me, but to me, that enters the equation as well. So if you're a city council, you want to make sure, and, and I, this came up when they were discussing, uh, I think, the 2030 bid the first time, is, uh, you know, that there is, if there is a sudden, you know, greater danger uh, with security, uh, the, the city council isn't the one for any overruns. If the budget is 1.45 or whatever, 6 or whatever, what it was going to be for 2030 before, uh, then that's it. And the city share remains at this. That was part of the 26 bid, was to bring a lot more private investment in and maybe take some of the 
responsibility for those kinds of things back to the private sector. And I suspect, I haven't heard this definitely, but I suspect that the new 2030 bid will have a lot more. One of the elements they'll have in it from the 26 slash 27 bid is, is all the, is, is all the stuff they've talked about for the last year, which is a lot more private, uh, investment right there's that whole fund that's being set up and they have you know uh, that kind of thing um uh and 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 private not-for-profit there's obviously somebody's going to make some profits off this always do whatever you oh, have, yeah. right whatever you build you know if somebody builds a new mall so you know somebody around there the gas stations around there make a profit because they have to be in the right place so our job yours and mine and city councils uh and everybody else who who, who is to uh is to make sure that there's transparency through all this. I mean, transparency, transparency can really help with the politics of this. And it's really got to be transparent. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, right. More to come on this, uh, obviously, in the days think, and weeks yeah. ahead. Uh, we're going to talk to Lou about this next week, I think, as well. Sure. Uh, a great piece in the, in the spec today, Steve. Uh, give us uh, the foundation for what's going on. Thanks so much for this. Uh, stay well, and uh, hopefully we uh, can talk again soon. Well, in person, Bill, at the stadium, one hopes, eh? That would be nice. Maybe yeah. a football game or two this year. That would be nice. That would be terrific. All okay. Right. Steve Thanks, Milton, Bill. of course, award-winning uh, journalist and uh, columnist with Hamilton Spectator. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.